0: We are in a very distracted world, and on average, we get distracted every 7 to 10 minutes, and then it takes an additional 20 minutes to get back into focus. So do we ever really get stuff done? I am Shate Jovan Taylor, and you are having coffee with the neuroscientist. So welcome, welcome. I'm Shantae Javon Taylor. I am the founder of the Optimine Institute. I am a neuroscientist and mindset success catalyst, amongst other things. I'm also an entrepreneur and I am a author and a speaker and a mother and a wife. So I have lots of roles. So I'm really glad that I'm in the business of mindset because we got a lot to juggle in our minds and in our brains. And especially if we're really ambitious, there's a lot for us to figure out. And because I am a neuroscientist, I'm able to see life from that lens and help people to optimize their mental energy and focus in order to reach their highest levels of awareness and potential. So I want you to learn how to get more focused in your life. And once you get focused, I want you to reach your highest levels of potential. Einstein said everyone is a genius, but if you ask a fish to climb a tree or judge him by how or if he can climb a tree, that fish will live his life thinking it's stupid, okay? So I want you to find your genius and profit from your genius and act in the zone of your own genius. So that's what I'm teaching you today. From your focus, everything else from there falls into place. But without focus, It's very hard to show up on this planet for your personal life and for your professional life. And I truly believe that the brain and the mind, they're the control center of everything we do and everything we don't do. And the more we understand about the mind and the brain, the more we can evolve into this human species that can have so much more reach and potential, maybe even beyond this planet. Maybe that sounds kind of woo-woo, but... I really believe that what we know about neuroscience can really serve the human race because the brain is really the only organ that we don't really think about ever. Yet it is the control center for everything. Everything. It tells our body parts what to do. It tells how many cells to make. It interprets stimuli coming from our vision. It interprets emotions. It determines what kind of decisions we're going to make, what quality decisions we will make. It helps us to regulate our stress levels. We're going to go into uh, quite a few things. So I'm going to break down the word focused because I like acronyms and the brain likes acronyms. The brain likes to figure things out simply. And if I put it in an acronym, your brain will most likely remember it. And that's what I want for you. I want you to remember this information. I want it to become a part of your everyday living. All right, so let's start with letter F. F stands for fuel your brain. Fuel your brain. So you have a hundred billion brain cells, and each of those brain cells are able to connect to one to ten. Thousand other brain cells. That means we have trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of connections going on in our brain. And our brain cells can speak to each other at 200 miles per hour. So that's a lot of brain energy, don't you think? That's why I'm so adamant about fueling the brain <laughs> because. If we don't fuel our brain, our brain will not be able to go the distance. We won't have the mental energy and stamina to do the things that will allow us to be successful in our lives. So another thing about the brain is when brain cells talk to each other, they're actually called action potentials. Every time a brain cell talks to another, it's called an action potential. We have trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of potential, action potential going on in our brain. And I want to help you to tap into more of your brain potential. The greatest technology on the planet is the brain. And it's the least talked about on this planet. But that's one of my missions is to bring awareness to the brain. So how do you fuel your brain? You're going to fuel your brain with brain foods. We're taught not to eat certain things especially fat, but your brain is mostly fat. It's 70% of your brain has fat molecules. So I encourage people, instead of cutting the fat, eat good fat. Eat your fatty fish like salmon, sardines, and mackerel. Eat avocados. Eat vegan butter that has omega-3s in it. I put butter in my children's food, but they're not overweight. And that's because the brain thrives off of fat. Your body needs fat, the good fat. Another way to feed your brain is to give it actual supplements. Because unless you live in a non-polluted environment where all of your foods come from rich soil with the minerals it needs, you don't have any processed food with dyes and other chemicals that can leach your brain molecules, then you don't need supplements. But let's just say that we actually live in a very polluted world and a lot of our foods are processed and there's a lot of artificial ingredients that are leaching our brain chemicals, leaving our brain vulnerable. Let's just say we actually live in a world like that. We need to take brain supplements because remember, you have a hundred billion brain cells. And in order for your brain cells to work, it needs particular molecules that help your 100 billion brain cells make its trillions and trillions and trillions of connections. So, you're going to need a lot of antioxidants and multivitamins. Your brain is 80% water, your body is 70% water. So, if your brain is dehydrated, it will go into stress mode and send out stress signals to your skin, to your cells. And guess what? If you are stressed, your body will act like it's running from a bear, okay? And long-term stress kills your brain cells. It kills your memory cells. It shuts down systems in the rest of your body. Your skin will look dull because your brain is saying, I'm stressed out, I don't have enough water. We need to reverse water transport to the brain because I'm the most important organ in the body, okay? So you wanna make sure you have 100 ounces of water per day. Yes, per day. So that's fueling your brain. Oxygen. Oxygen is part of fuel, but I wanted to separate it because we are told that oxygen is important, but we don't know the why. And that's what I love about talking about the brain and the neuroscience is that you actually get the why behind why we need oxygen. Now, we all know that if a person drowns and they're out of oxygen for up to 6 minutes, they have significant brain damage, right? That's because the brain doesn't store oxygen. It constantly needs oxygen to run those trillions and trillions of brain cells. And this is the why behind why we need oxygen. We have what's called mitochondria in our brain cells. Mitochondria creates the energy needed for our brain cells to communicate with the rest of our bodies, to think, to act, to do. So when we don't have mental energy, if our brain cells aren't able to communicate, then our brain will suffer. Oxygen is crucial to the process of mitochondria creating energy for the brain. I literally call mitochondria the mighty houses, the powerhouses of our brain cells. And there's trillions of those in our brain. So if we lack oxygen, we lack energy. If we like mental energy, We cannot think, we cannot do, we cannot make quality decisions. You know ways to get oxygen. I'm not telling you anything that's new. You know, I believe there's nothing new under the sun. But now that you understand the power of oxygen to your brain power, to your focus level, you will take more action. Because remember, it's all about taking action and building your momentum. You will consciously and intentionally fuel your brain with oxygen. And you do that through exercise, aerobic exercise. You do that through breathing correctly from your diaphragm versus your chest. Even your posture, sitting up. If you sit up straight, your organs, your lungs can take in more richer inhalations of oxygen versus slumping. So let's go to letter C. C is create block time. So we're going over the term focused. Get focused and profit from your genius. C is create block time. We are in a very distracted world. And on average, we get distracted every seven to 10 minutes. And then it takes an additional 20 minutes to get back into focus. So do we ever really get stuff done? Do employees at the job ever really get stuff done out of the eight hours? So you can really do your work in about four hours if you create significant block time. There's a part of our brain called the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is the very front part of the brain and it's the most advanced brain and it's responsible for our higher level thinking, judgment, and to ward off distractions. And it has a 60 to 90 minute window because it uses up a lot of energy. So when you are doing your high level of thinking and creating, you are using your prefrontal cortex. And it is an energy hungry beast. But every time you allow yourself to get distracted, like your phone or social media or somebody popping in your office, your brain, your prefrontal cortex has to share energy. And so you decrease your ability to focus and the time allowed that between that 60 and 90 minutes for your brain to do its most focused work. So you want to make sure, number one, your brain is fueled to supply energy to the prefrontal cortex. And you want to make sure that in this block time, you're doing your most highest priorities first, not second. Don't wait till you're, you know, at the end of the day when you're exhausted, do it during the time where your prefrontal cortex is at its highest level of focus and energy because it's going to deplete fast that 60 to 90 minute window work smarter not harder (laughs) you you stands for understand your rocks what does that mean so stephen covey came up with this term you have your big rocks your medium rocks and your small rocks so basically your rocks are your priorities based on your highest levels of goals and missions so you want to understand what's the most important priorities or tasks or activities that's going to get you to your success faster because everything is not for you to do. Everything is not for you to do right now. For example, cleaning is not one of my top priorities. I'm not going to clean with my fresh brain. When I have the highest level of energy, I'm not gonna do certain activities that are not gonna move me forward, like checking my email. I don't need to check my email during certain parts of the day unless I'm waiting for a particular email or unless I need to respond to another person's email. But understand this 90% of emails are other people's urgencies, not yours. 90%. So emails can be exhausting. You have to read through the emails. You have to figure out and decide how you're going to respond. So those are higher level order use of your brain power, reading, comprehending, deciding. That's your prefrontal cortex. So guess what? Energy, 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 energy. If you're constantly checking your email, you're constantly using a precious energy in your prefrontal cortex. Your big rocks are going to be those two or three things that day that's going to move the needle forward for you in your life in your business in your profession so if that means if you're writing a book spend 90 minutes that block time writing your book or creating a web page or whatever your mission is whatever your priorities are do your big rocks first the s in focus stands for sleep i could spend eight hours talking about the value of sleep but i'm not going to Sleep is very crucial for the brain. There are processes that goes on in our brain that can only be done while we sleep. We are the most sleep deprived nation on the planet. And it's actually a form of torture and war. I mean, that is the way where they break down people's willpower and ability to not tell the state secrets. They deprive them of sleep and wear down their brain and energy. Okay. And they kind of start going psychotic, right? So when you're sleep, there are processes. So your brain is going through repair. So it's cleaning up all the mental debris that it was accumulated throughout the night. So just think of you're in your kitchen and you're opening up a package of turkey or crackers. When you're done with eating those crackers and removing those drumsticks so you can cook, what do you do with the package? You put it in the trash can. And what happens if you don't remove the trash ever from your kitchen? It starts getting messy, it starts getting foul, right? So eventually you have to go dump the trash. So that's what happens in your brain. When you're thinking all day and you're doing and you're making decisions, you are creating metabolic waste in your brain, side products that need to be cleaned up. But if we don't get enough sleep, those products won't get cleaned up sufficiently and you'll carry those toxins over to the next day and the next day and the next day and the next year. And every time you carry over those toxins to the next day, that's when your thinking gets unclear, you have brain fog, you're not as sharp, you're irritable. Another process that takes place during sleep is memory consolidation. So those books you're reading, Those courses you're taking, those people you're talking to to learn about how you're going to move forward is for not if you don't get sufficient sleep to where your brain can take that information and move it to your long term memory so that you can implement it later. That process only takes place during your deepest levels of sleep. And people wonder why they have senior moments. It's probably not because you're actually a senior or you're actually having a senior moment. It probably needs more sleep. And there's some other ways to enhance memory out of sleep, but we're not going to go into that right now. It also regulates your mood hormones when you're sleeping. So that's why we get cranky when we're sleepy or didn't get enough sleep. It's because our hormones that regulate our mood, our cortisol, stress hormone, our serotonin those molecules get restored and are ready for us in the morning but if you didn't get enough sleep you're not going to be able to capitalize off of that process of mood regulation weight regulation the simplest diet to losing weight sleep those diet companies and foods and They are making a killing off of something that is free. Get some sleep because that is where your weight hormones are being regulated. So the hormone, Leptin, that tell you that you are satisfied, that's a hormone that gets regulated. So it literally tells you when you're full, when you're satiated. But if your hormone didn't get a chance to regulate itself, then it's not going to tell you that you're full and you'll keep eating and then guess what? If you're already stressed, then you'll keep eating. Then it becomes emotional eating. And then it's a cycle of stress, not being able to sleep, and eating. Because when your body is stressed, it's going to want fat, sugar, and salt. Because your body's going to act like it's running from a bear. So it needs fuel. Okay? And normally when we're stressed, we don't eat the good fat. We eat the bad fat. <laughs> we eat sugar, but we eat too much of it. And sleep also allows us to come up with ideas and solutions that's important when you are trying to come up with ways to be more creative in your life and in your business even being a parent coming up with creative ways to talk to your children or you know get your children to listen or eat something you have to have ideas and have solutions and one of the ways to do that is to ask your subconscious mind before you go to sleep to figure out things. Your brain actually works more while you're asleep than when you're awake. It's just doing different things. So your subconscious mind never shuts off. It wants to act in your favor, but if you don't give it instructions, it won't do what you want it to do. You see how long I stayed on sleep because it's very important. A lot of the world's problems can be solved simply by getting seven to eight hours of sleep. And that's most of the population needs seven to eight hours of sleep. Sometimes we set our expectations so high that we get disappointed and we stop our momentum, right? The analogy from physics, an object that starts in motion or is in motion, it will go on forever unless there is a force that stops it. So when we have mental momentum and we're taking action and we're moving towards our goals so we can have success in our lives, what stops us? are our, our fears, our doubts, what we perceive as failure. Those are forces that stop our mental momentum. I want you to have the momentum of success mentally and keep it going. Because I don't want the force of fear and doubt and worry and other people's limitations stopping you from growing towards your success. It's time for us to reach our success sooner than later because we've been lagging on our abilities and our genius. We need a certain level of expectations, okay? The brain doesn't like to be disappointed and it likes to win a lot. But because our brains are more sensitive to threat and reward and the perception of failure, the likelihood of us continuing to do the actions that will move us forward gets low because our brains are so sensitive to What it perceives as failure and it really depletes our motivation and inspiration and all that. However, if we set our expectations lower, so in between high and low, because if your expectations are too low, you're not gonna move forward, you're not gonna take action to do anything, right? If you have no expectations, you're basically like a Buddhist monk. You know, they have a detachment from things in the world. And that's fine if you live in a monastery and you don't have to live in the world but we live in the world where we need to pay for things so that we can eat and live and do the things that we love. So we have to have some attachment to things, okay? But when we set our expectations too high, like I just started my business and I'm gonna make a million dollars this year. Well, guess what? The brain, first of all, your belief system is not gonna line up with that way of thinking. And then when you don't reach the million dollars, your brain will go in reverse and will not be inspired to keep moving forward. You want to have the Goldilocks set of expectations. So you want your expectations to be just right so the brain will be inspired and motivated to take actions to reach your goal but not so high that if you don't reach that goal it will lose its inspiration because the brain it needs to be inspired it needs to be told what to do and a lot of times we don't use our brains intentionally we don't think of it as an entity that we need to inspire and lead but we do you know it's just waiting for us if we don't use our brains intentionally it will be programmed from society for what we should do. And so let's say you have a website and it's a beautiful website. You spend all this money on your website and you are proud and you can't wait for people to start going there and start learning more about you and buying your products, services, and then it crashes. What happens to your emotions? What happens to your level Of motivation? What happens to your energy level? Because now you have to figure out what happened, what went wrong. You're thinking about all these things, all these people who can't reach you now, can't buy your services. And well, you didn't expect it to crash, right? And you spent all this money and it's so beautiful. However, here's the thing about entrepreneurship websites will get hacked, websites will go down. So if you have a level of expectation that stuff happens, okay you won't be as disappointed. If you expect the unexpected with things like a website getting crashed or hacked, mine has done both, (laughs) you will be able to recover mentally and emotionally to now go into idea mode or solution Mm -hmm. mode to get it fixed, get it back up and running. Instead of your brain being overtaken by that primitive brain and flooded with stress and fear, and doubt that you can keep going and moving forward. You see the difference? So if you have the expectation that, yes, I have this beautiful website, there is a chance that something can go awry with it because that's just the nature of websites. Then if it does happen, then you won't be so attached to the fact that you spent $5,000 on a website and it's so beautiful. You will have already prepared your brain and set the realistic expectation. And I use realistic lightly because for entrepreneurship, you can't always be realistic. But when it comes to expectations, certain things, you do need a Goldilocks mindset when it comes to expectations. So don't be so attached to something that it will allow your emotions to plummet. Allow yourself some flexibility that, hey, some stuff happens. What is going to be my solution? What is going to be my backup plan if it comes up? So don't set your goals too high, don't set them too low, don't have no expectations, have the right set of expectations that will allow you flexibility. Flexibility is so key because if you're rigid in your thinking and your thought and in your ways, your primitive brain will get disappointed faster and then take over your higher advanced brain that's responsible for ideas and finding solutions. We're on the last letter, we are moving right along here. Letter D is decide like a CEO. We are CEOs in our personal life, in our professions, and in our businesses. A CEO is really the mindset. It's a mindset of having a vision of how you want your world to go, how you want your personal life to go, how do you want your profession to go, how do you want your business to go. A CEO has a visionary mindset They see the whole forest before navigating the forest because that's a different mindset when you have to actually make a path and figure out what the dangers are. But a CEO needs to know the direction and what's ahead and the goal before you start making your moves. And also a CEO makes fewer decisions. They're not making decisions about if you're an entrepreneur or a CEO of a company, let's say, they don't make decisions that other people can make. So the fewer decisions you make, the more mental energy you have to put towards your big rocks. Remember I talked about big rocks earlier and that takes a lot of mental energy and focus. So if you're making 50 billion decisions that you don't need to make, you are cheating your mental energy resources so if you don't need to make a decision about what kind of toilet paper to buy don't make the decision you don't see the ceo of ibm trying to make decisions on what type of toilet paper to buy because see that's still a decision and that's still mental energy all right so you want to make important decisions as few decisions as possible that are significant though and you want to make sure they're quality decisions so you don't want to make decisions on toilet paper. You want to make decisions on what venue do you need to be selling your product at or what kind of speaking engagements you would like to have the platform to speak on or what platform do you want to use to sell your book? Those type of things, okay? And even in your personal life, give the decision-making abilities to the people around you. We don't, especially women, we think we have to make every decision in the book but I tell you, I gave up my superwoman mother cape a long time ago, and I allow my family to make the bulk of their decisions. And that has relieved my mental energy so that I can make higher-end decisions for the family overall. Now can redirect my mental energy for the bigger picture, the vision of the family. So decide like a CEO that helps to improve the quality of how you use your mental resources and you need your mental resources for ultimate success your mental energy and your time is really your wealth and where does your mental energy start it starts in your brain and the decision on how you use your time starts in your brain it starts in the higher part of your brain called the prefrontal cortex And that's how you get to your success. That's how you get to your wealth. Everything starts in the brain and mind, everything. And how you allocate your mental energy and time will determine if you create your products and services, if you direct your energy talking to the right people so that you can build relationships to earn more income. So the way I show up in the world is I teach people how to have a super brain a super mind, because that's where it all starts. Did you like this episode? Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast and share with a friend. And if you consider yourself a modern thinker and if you want free mindset success tools and more tips and strategies on how to use neuroscience in your everyday life and how to stay motivated and inspired to live your best self, Come visit me at ChantayTaylor.com, enter your name and email address and sign up for my newsletter. Remember, when you better your mind, you better your brain, you better your impact.